better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, it's bright and early Monday morning. We are back. Monday's experts. Uh, Condo's not an expert. Uh, uh, the Matrix, Jared Condon in Brisbane is. Uh, morning, Mr. Matrix. Morning, Steve. Good news is um, your email will be nice and quiet. Nothing incoming. Why's that? Well, no one's claiming the fact that the uh, roll gold good thing didn't get up. Oh, there you go. It got up. So it those punters up. that listen, they had a win on the weekend. Um, it all started on Thursday night in one of the lowest games of the year, the playoff for the Wooden Spoon Dragons, 18-14. They did everything they could possibly do to try and lose it. But uh, the only question I have from Thursday night is um, the West Tigers, they must put in an order each week for a bigger box. How many people do they can, can you have in a coaching box? Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a joke all year, hasn't it? Um, what, does that chick, what, does, what does the chick in the background do? I actually think that she's listening to the uh, uh, the referees uh, <coughs> line, audio. so right, okay. audio and anything particular that might come out of that. But yeah, um, I, I think they give out a gold ticket each week for those that are allowed to get into the box, and I think they're building a bigger one at Leichhardt. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We don't need to I mean, talk it, about it, that it, game. It, no, it's horrible. Let, let's go on. The only thing I will say is. The West Tigers are going to cop a couple of absolute hidings in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m., the early game. Uh, we sort of forecast this might be a really good game. Warriors seem to have it in control. Raiders came back, 21-20, golden point. Cracking game. Yeah, it was a really good game. And and herein lies the frustration of the Raiders that, you know, there are they're a potential top sixteen. Could could have been a top four team. Their best is good, and yet they're just full of so many self errors. I mean, they ended up being down two tries early, which were completely a result of their own self error. They picked up one when the Warriors also then made an error. The second half got into a bit of a shootout. They got back into the game, then two late tries took at the golden point. I think the Warriors were the deserved winner. Great to see an absolute full house there at Mount Smart. Uh, the Raiders will rue the fact that they end up coming away with what looked on paper a close game, but you know their, their self-errors is just something that can beat them in a game. Where do you see them finishing, Jared? Are they going to be? I don't think they're going to be top four, are they, Raiders? No, no. I think the way it's going to unfold now, I think the Raiders are going to probably end up seventh. Um, you know that was a make or break game of them potentially challenging for. The top six, but no, I think uh, seventh. Um, I mean, the other take out of that game, and in particular the first half, Jack Whiten's form was just horrible. I'd say that's the worst game I can remember him playing. Um, his hands, his kicking game, his, uh, his defence. Um, Jack's much better than that. I think for the Raiders' sake, they need him to aim up in the coming weeks. The key about the Warriors now, Steve, is 
they potentially, with their draw, which is quite soft in the run home, could finish either second or third. Amazing their first season back at Mount Smart. Which means I'll have a home Sammy um, and it'll be the, I would say in uh, New Zealand, be the number one ticket apart from watching the uh, All Blacks All Blacks at Eden Park. That's uh, big crowd support there. Everyone's, but it's like, the, well, it is, the whole country's behind them. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. It is really And, you good. know, I mean, so, so many of us here in Australia because it's, um, you know, our second favourite team given what they've had to go through in the last three years. They had a we tough, didn't expect. Yeah. And we didn't expect this year that they'd be competitive. Um, you know, we were hopeful that they might have been, you know, 10th to 12th. Well, you know, they're just absolutely rolling along. So just a report card on the Warriors. If they finish, so let's just call it that they finish top four. Can they can they push through the finals, in your opinion? I ser- Well, I certainly think that they could end up um, uh, to the second last week. Uh, the problem may be... Um, if they end up third, the crossover, and they'd have to come through the Panthers, which oh, clearly is going to be the most difficult yeah, right. side of the draw. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of machinations of all of that still to play out. I mean, you know, I had the Sharks penciled down as mm-hmm. winning yesterday. I had the Storm penciled down as winning on the weekend. We had two 10-point favourites getting beat. So I'm, there's still a bit to play out in the coming weeks. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting with the Warriors, isn't it? I mean, Webster. I mean, he's hands down coach of the year. I would think. Um, amazing turnaround in Sean Johnson, uh, Fenua Blake. Um, you know, their bench is good. If they don't run into injuries, they could give that. You know, they really could push deep into the finals. I think, especially if they if they can. Uh, you know, they can just keep. You know, ticking the box on um, home games. Well, and there's some really strong foundation around what they're doing too, which is smart. You know, they're prepared to do um, some really uh, low error football in the first 20 minutes to get themselves into the game. Uh, their back end football is very good. You know, they play to get forward and then use the football. When they look to use the football, um, they can play from each point of the, of the field. They can play from left to right, from right to left. Uh, they, they're prepared to play with. The two halves are doing an excellent job, as is the fullback. You know, what about when we add uh, two of us to check in there next year? Yeah, oh, that's just going to take them to a, a, another level. And how good still and Walker been off the bench? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's actually um, resurrected uh, and saved his career. I think. I think the fresh change yeah, into Auckland. I think. I think the coach. I think being used as that number fourteen, and he then comes on after twenty minutes and plays that. Um, that pass link role, which adds an extra person to the width of their attack, is clever. You know, look, you know what about uh, the two centres in particular? You know, Barry on the right edge, and you know, Pomeroy. I mean, you know, both of those have looked like they may or may not be first graders in the last twelve months to all of a sudden be lifting to that level. You know, um, Webster's just done an outstanding job. He's just got their heads right. I love his approach with their head. You know, he mentally. The way he talks and the way he gets them prepared, full full credit. Two coaches I love listening to at the moment, um, Mr. Webster and uh, and Peyton up at the Cowboys. <coughs> but we'll get on to the I Cowboys. Don't know you, Sorry, what was that? Don't know, don't know if you noticed, Steve, but um, the Raiders off a loss. It was only a two-minute and four-second presser. Oh, what a surprise from old Sookie Bub. 
Let's see, uh, let's see how he goes in the next couple of weeks rolling into the semis before he gets into the semis. They'll make the semis. I want to see the first press conference when they get beaten. He'll blame everyone bar their performance. Uh, Friday night, 36-20, uh, the Broncos turned up and so did their fullback who's been suspended. Gee, this kid makes a difference to that, that side, doesn't he, Reese Walsh? Oh, he's going to be a superstar, isn't he? he if he's not already, he's just... Uh... A very, very rare talent. Um, his acceleration within about three yards mm. is just um, outstanding. Um, he can turn a half break into all of a sudden a 20-metre line break or a try. Uh, I, yeah, there's two parts to this game. One is I thought it was all about the Broncos. To end up with, um, off the back of some of the wear and tear that they've had through recent weeks on um, the back of origin, still having Flegler and Ricky out, and playing at the Sunshine Coast, to end up putting 36 through and players, um, I think as, as strong a game as they did was outstanding. And this is going to set them up, I think, for how they finish the season and then into September. Certainly the Rabbits, uh, incredibly disappointing. They've lost six of their last eight now and no excuse here. Barring Latrell. Some real defensive issues, isn't there? Massive. And and self-errors again, you know. I mean, that's probably the worst game Cody Walker's had for a number of years off the back of playing so well in Origin. Uh, but he had some mates. They, they had a lot of guys who were really, really poor. Uh, their defence has been a massive issue. You know, let's not forget, at the end of round 11, they were sitting on top of the table. Mm. And they were number two in defence. They're now conceding 30 points a game uh, in their last six. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah, the about their uh, no doubt about their attack, but gee, uh, Demetrio's got some um, he's got some work to do in the next couple of weeks to get them ready defensively for for what will be uh, you know a real tilt at um, in the semis. I think they're just they're not quite there at the moment, are they? Well, well, I think the their advantage is that they've got a they've got a reasonably good draw to run home. Mm. I think they can probably finish uh, fifth or sixth. Um, that's going to give them a shot at um, a reasonable spot out of the bottom four. Um, but you're going to win, have to win every game all the way through, and that's a tough ask. Yeah, but I, I think the uh, I think I'm ba- if you balance that argument out, anyone that's going to beat them, even if they are defensively uh, inefficient at present, you're going to have to score four tries. Uh, you're going to have to score twenty plus points. Hundred percent. Uh, Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, Roosters versus the Titans. Um, good to see something click for the Roosters. They've got some hard games ahead, but I, I, I sense that they could get on a bit of a roll. Um, their two front rowers were outstanding, um, Collins and JWH. Um, Titans just at home, good crowd, just didn't turn up, did they? No, no, I, I think they're still turning up today. Uh, they were way off, way off. Um, really ordinary right from the outset. Their opening 15, 20 minutes was just pathetic. Um, their heads weren't in the game. The defence wasn't there. The right edge was just disgraceful. And the, the Roosters went there and had a lot of joy. I think uh, three of the first try, uh, four tries were down that edge. Do you, um, um, long, long term for the Titans, so we've got... Desi Hasler, who apparently turned every other, you know, available job down before taking the Titans' job, um, is his long-term halfback Tanner Boyd, in your opinion? No, you don't think no. so. 
No, no. I, in, in, yeah, if I, I was to be harsh, Channel Boys doesn't cut it. And again, you know, made some critical errors on the weekend. Um, I just w- posed the question whether um, uh, young Campbell, Jaden Campbell, can be turned into a number seven. He's got to oh, be in the I starting like team. Idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. He's got to be in the 13 somewhere. I mean, the two weeks prior, he was their best player. Yeah. And then he yeah. starts off the bench, and he doesn't come on until the last 20 minutes, which I felt was really strange. You know, the game was long gone. And then his impact when he came on, again, you know, he, he makes things happen. I mean, the first time he's ever kicked for goal in NRL, and, you know, two from the sideline straight through the middle. Uh, he's got a nice kicking game. He actually hits the ball very well. Um, he has to be in their starting team. So he's either... He's either seven, six, or one. Um, I personally think if he uh, he can develop into a seven or a six, the other option for Hasler is to move four into seven, uh, Campbell to six, yeah. keep um, Brimson at, at one. Or the the other option then is if he if he does bring in a seven, is that you know Campbell can play one, and I think Brimson can play right centre. Uh, the key with Brimson, he's not a, a seven or a six because his passing game is very, very limited. He's a ball runner and, he, and a hole runner. So, um, yeah, he's got a little bit of work to do there. But in answer to your question, no, I don't think Tanner Boyd's the, the answer moving forward. And I think they've still got some issues sorting out their back row and and the right defenders. Yeah, the um, I know Brimson played the third origin and he's a very good fullback, but gee, I tell you what, just putting my coaching hat on, I'd argue that um, I nearly would have Jaden at fullback, I think, in that side at the moment. Yep. Um, he's yep. just one, it, it, for me, he falls into that category, which not a lot of fullbacks, well, actually, we're, we're spoiled at the moment, but, you know, Reese Welsh, uh, um, Tedesco when he's on, and drink water. Where you just every time they get the ball, you're just standing on the sideline, thinking, "Just put him down." Like they they are just so electric; they can turn um, something which is, you know, zero opportunity into you know a length of the field try. That's right. They're just so hard to defend on. And Jaden Campbell, when he gets the ball, every time he gets the ball, he's exactly like that. Um, exactly right. Saturday afternoon, uh, full house, uh, full house. I was getting uh, pictures, FaceTime from Satsy. He was in the, uh, in the, in the crowd there. Uh, said the atmosphere down there um, was electric. Uh, Storm, Nick Meaney, through the middle um, from a mistake, go up six nil. You think, okay, righto, we might be in for a bit of a bit of an easy easy afternoon out for the Storm, but. Gee, I tell you, if the if the if the wagons are circling on their coach Adam O'Brien, I, I I'm really surprised. This this just seems like a side in the last month for me, where players are really putting in. You know, they got beaten in a really high quality game at Suncorp by Brisbane. They got beaten by just by the Panthers, and they should have won that. Um, they've taken the Storm down in on Saturday afternoon, which was you know at times quite spiteful. Um, they probably they probably won't make the eight, but gee, I, I, they are playing some good footy, Jared. Well, clearly they're they're all in support of the message and 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 the effort each week. So it's got to be a big tick to O'Brien. And you're 100 percent right. I mean, 53 different people have been supposedly mentioned as oh, John, having been Buzz was been approached. John, for. John Morris has been sussed out. So we've heard Paul McGregor, mm-hmm. Des Hasler apparently knocked it back. John Morris, who else have we heard? 
Maguire. Oh, Maguire. So there's four. Yep. Like if you yep. again, it just comes back to the leadership of clubs, doesn't it? And we've talked about this a lot. If he is the guy, and this is what concerns me with for, for poor Adam O'Brien, who I think this year, you know, I, I think they're starting to hit their straps. I, they're playing a really good brand of football. You're not doing that at the latter end of the year if if your players aren't interested and and they want the coach gone. Especially not right now when when you. Are not in contention for making the eight. Yeah, you know, it, we, there's plenty of clubs around them and below them who've packed up their bonkos and gone home weeks ago for the rest of the season. The other thing too is, as you just suggested, if you add in uh, a late win over the Broncos and the Panthers, which in both instances I would argue they were the better team and deserved the they win. They were, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a strong form line and a very big step forward for them as a club this year. Um, and, you know, like every club, they've had a couple of key injury outs. I mean, they've missed Braley. Um, you know, young uh, Crossland has done a very good job at nine, in particular on the weekend. He played very well. You know, Conan Aponga, week by week, has just got better. I think that's his best game of the year. Um, you know, the Storm shot themselves in the foot when... Yeah, Tarak Sims was just really stupid. Yeah. Uh, he gets 10 in the bin. It cost them three tries. But then the Storm had every opportunity in the second half. They got back within a try to actually come home if they were good enough, uh, stronger in the run. And they weren't. The Knights actually, I thought, defended exceptionally well um, and shut them down. And their preparedness to use the football, I mean, a couple of their tries where they played Complete width. You know, one try they went from right to left and then back left to right to score in the right corner. Yeah, some super passing football. Uh, they deserved the win and it was very credible. Yeah, well, in summary on that game, my concern with the Knights at present is if Adam O'Brien is your coach, and I think for the moment I, I, I'd be 100% endorsing him from what I've seen, um, just come out and put all this other crap to bed, number one. Number two... I don't know, Jared. What are you hearing? Is there salary cap in that bigger mess that Bradman Best has to potentially leave the club? Well, that's what they're suggesting, but... Um, Gee, that would be a shame. I, I mean, local junior, well, he's come through, obviously, the rep, you know, all the age groups on, on rep front into first grade. He's playing really good football. He, you can just see the lift in his confidence on the weekend, the way he, he was like a little rhino. Oh, it was. It was outstanding. And, um, you know, I, I would suggest that they need to rejig things and make sure that he's a part of what they do moving has forward. Has to be. Has uh, to be. Yeah. I, I mean, he's under contract for next year. Um, I would have thought, given origin representation and some of the form that he's been in, uh, that he's probably being paid around the right mark now into next season. I don't think that's their problem in the salary cap. I think they need to look elsewhere to fix that. Um, the other thing about him, Steve, is you know there's a lot of focus on him as a running back. His defence is incredibly sound. Mm. He does not leak uh, opportunity, and that's very rare for a uh, a good quality centre. So, um, yeah, I think they're looking in the wrong wrong places. Um, there's, there's no doubt that there's other people in their list that have been overpaid and their, their salary caps in a mess, but. There's some readjustment needs to be made elsewhere and that he's not one of them. Just coming back to the storm, uh, uh, once again we see they have this issue on the road 
Their form at home's been very good. I think they've won their last six at home. But these away losses like this one, um, they lost to the Cowboys, um, the Rabbits. I think there's uh, five or six away losses where they've completely underperformed. And, you know, Bellamy's press conference was very yeah. interesting. You know, they're back at home next week. They're two weeks away. They get that back-to-back return home advantage. They play the Eels. I think they probably win. Well, I expect that they do win, uh, certainly with the Eels and the problems that they have at the present moment. But the Storm are not the Storm that we knew two, three years ago when they were uh, top four with a bullet and potential contenders. This year they might end up top four or top five, but they're not an away contender for mine. Yeah, they ebb and flow with their form, don't they? They really do. The... um. I think the uh, probably the red flag that's been launched in the last six weeks uh, is if you're going north to Townsville and you're playing the Cowboys, gee, you want to have your A-grade game, let alone if they come down here. That side is in a rare vein of form, um, led by their fullback, Scotty Drinkwater. Really good game of footy, I thought, 24-16. Um, some interesting refereeing decisions, that one on Val Holmes, but... Cowboys, uh, they're on a roll, Jared. Gee, they look good physically. Um, I know they've now got a bit of an injury uh, with Nanai, which, you know, hopefully he can get through to the end of the year because, gee, that kid can play. To think that he hasn't even turned 20. Yeah, he's, he's a superstar, isn't he? Uh, looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, but the early reports are that it's not too bad. Um, <clears throat> Cowboys were the best of the week, uh, minus seven and a half, which they ended up covering. Led 24-4, uh, got a little bit lazy in the last 10 or 15 minutes when, you know, Gutherson, to his credit, just doesn't give up. He led them back with two tries. I thought they probably should have won by another um, another try or two. They just took the foot off the pedal, but, you know, very sharp. The key thing out of this game, though, was they led with defence. They were very, very physical. Uh, I think the Eels have come out of this uh, a little bit battered and bruised. Uh, in addition to that, they've also lost Lane. Um, unfortunately, I think the Eels season, um, as much as they're trying, uh, has really hit a brick wall. Cowboys, um, a lot to like about them. They play the Titans this week. Uh, they'll be without Nanai. I think they need a couple of weeks where they just uh, get through with a win uh, and then pick themselves back up again for a couple of big efforts to run home. They could potentially make the top four, Steve. Do you... Um is uh, are you collecting on your bet? The eels not making the top eight? Are they gone? Absolutely. Is the line they're through? gone? They're gone. Yep. It's official. Gone. It's official. Okay. Well, I, uh, I think I think they'll finish tenth. Okay. Just coming back to the um, that storm game, um, and I saw yesterday it was reported that Ryan Pappenhausen is saying himself that he thinks he's a couple of weeks away. Scott Drinkwater, a hundred percent. Reminds me of Pappenhausen in that year when he got uh, best player on ground, Clive Churchill medal in the uh, in the grand final win. Um, it just just in the comparison of those two. Um, if firstly, if Pappenhausen comes back, how do you think Bellamy? Um, you know, what do you put your coach's hat on? Where, how would you attack that? Well, I, I guess his first one or two weeks back, he'd still leave Meany at one and bring Pappy on from fourteen. And then once Pappenhausen has got a little bit of match fitness into him, you'd reverse the role. 
uh, and then he'd be your starting fullback and Meany would be coming from the bench. And Meany can also you, play you that link role in the middle uh, if need be. You wouldn't have Meany, Meany wouldn't move to Warbrick's wing? Uh, possibly. Um, he's got some possibly. mistakes. He's, also, he's a good player on the improvement. He's got some mistakes in him. He has. They've also now lost Remus Smith. So, mm. um, you know, whether Meany comes into consideration as a centre role, he's got the flexibility of being able to play those outside back roles. And, um, you know, he's got, you know, speed and, and a little bit of skill, which they desperately need. Um, I just don't know, you know, whether Pappenhausen is going to be enough. Uh, I think their problems through the middle of the storm. When they come up against teams that really want to take them on through the middle, you know, they've lost some experience and some quality and they've got a few guys that just haven't come up. You know, I think Tarak Sims is one that showed some promise. You know, he's only played a handful of games because his form hasn't been good enough and those that he has, he's, he's uh, predominantly played off the bench. Um, you know, they have lost and are missing that key quality in the middle. Uh, Sunday afternoon, the first game... Um Panthers sort of were on a bit of a roll there and then sort of put the cue in the rack, really. But, uh, you know, the one thing I can't understand when you look at the Bulldogs, Jared, and, you know, it's probably obvious, but why is there not more focus on the fact that Gus has signed a coach to a five-year deal, apparently one of the better defensive coaches in the NRL um, of the young up-and-coming coaches. They are leaking points like there is no tomorrow on the last eight to ten weeks, um, and there's zero focus. No journalist will write an article about it. No no one will zone in on it. Um, you know, then we see the reports last night where he's now moving on Ryan Sutton and uh, and their club captain. Um, gee, I tell you what, he, he, he's Gus just loves turnover, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the Bulldogs since round six defence has been absolutely disgraceful. Uh, they now have the worst, and have done for the last four weeks, have the worst defence in the competition. They're leaking 31 points a week. If you take 31. that since games, if you take that since game oh. six, I think it's closer to 40. And they have the highest differential, negative differential per game of 14 points a week, season long. You know, um, very lucky that they picked up a couple of wins early in the season that means that they're not in contention for the bottom of the table, which would exaggerate higher focus. Yeah. Very, very disappointing. And uh, and for the life of me, why are they – like, why did they decide to let um, Avarillo go to the Dolphins? Well, they're saying that um, he's going to be paid, um, I think, four fifty a season. Uh, and uh, as a centre, they don't believe that he's worth four fifty a season. Um, gee, I, I think he's just a talent and he's got speed, which is so rare, and he's somebody that they've developed. Um, they tried to keep him, but the Dolphins came in higher than where they were prepared to go. But Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. I don't think there's enough focus on with that club at present on the two things that I touched on. I think, number one, defensively, they have been absolutely, as you just said, leaking 31 points a game. They've been terrible, absolutely terrible. And I just think, I think their recruitment's really got to be um, questioned. It really has. Like, yeah, he's, well, he's been able to pull a, a few big names in there, Reid, Kikau. Um, Matt Burton has just not. I, I think Matt Burton, unfortunately, and I like him, 
he's probably played two good games in um, you know for the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, and and it's it's a great example of somebody ending up at a much weaker team mm. and unfortunately getting pulled back to their level because we know um, the talent the kid had and he and he showed that in the system at the Panthers. Uh, the other question, Steve, is how how and do they improve in the next season? Because at this stage, Crichton is the only name change that they're bringing into that list. So, and you know, I'm not sure that another outside back is where all of their problems start and finish. I would have thought a lot of it's through the middle. So, well, and, uh, and, 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 and in the halves, you'd imagine. So, Avarello uh, moves on. Um, I would imagine that, uh, well, the, the word is that Kyle Flanagan will move on. He's been playing in the halves sort of on and off. Um, they've signed Toby Sexton. Um, the word on the street seems to be that Jared Sullivan might turn up there and then you've had Flanagan on the weekend come out and say that uh, Sullivan is free to um, negotiate with, which, uh, with other clubs, which probably leads me to think that maybe in the background he has got some um, positive sort of feedback from Ben Hunt if they sign you know, some okay players at the Dragons that Ben Hunt might turn, uh, you know, might hang around because I wouldn't think that you'd let Sullivan go if Hunt was going. Um, you know, they've got, so they've, you know, potentially going to have probably three halfbacks at the Bulldogs. Um, well, well, just on that, the suggestions are that Sullivan will turn up at the Tigers this week. Uh, this that week? there'll be uh, an immediate re- release and he'll uh, end up at the Tigers. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the scuttlebutt through the weekend. So we'll wait and see well, the what one, unfolds the, the, there. But yeah, the one thing I like about Flanagan is that if he's going to get a, if he's, and we've we have seen this previously, but if he's going to get a list into shape, he's a bit like when Ben Iken turned up at the Broncos. He's prepared to make some hard calls. So I don't know if Jared Sullivan's the right one to move on, but hopefully that means that Ben Hart is staying. Yeah, listen, I think all the, all the mail of last week that I'd heard is that. Um, uh, Flanagan's discussions with Hunt had been very positive uh, and I think that if you peel back as you and I have done uh, a, a bit of what that list looks like at the Dragons it's not as in bad a shape no. as say the Bulldogs or the Tigers Need some middle uh, their, fir- their first problem was they were just so poorly coached and so poorly coached yeah. for the last three years some of the list management of the fringe players was so poor it dragged them down uh, also, their fitness levels would, and, and general conditioning and skill work was not at a first-grade level. Now, all of those things, Flanagan, will very quickly change. If he can then add in a couple of key players in the right roles, in particular strengthen up their middle, be you know, they're going to be competitive. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to challenge for the top eight next season, but yeah. they're going to be far more competitive than they were this season, which is what you want. But again, that leads us back to you know, where the Bulldogs are, where the West Tigers are. I mean, I still think that those two teams are really struggling in the next season, in particular Tigers. I mean, you could, you can almost write your own price for the wooden spoon for next season. Yeah, hopefully the chairman gets a new um, a new uh, new suit sponsor. Um, Sharks, Sea Eagles, last game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, poor old Fitzy. It's a struggle fest down there at Sharks. 30-26. Uh, Game of two halves. I don't know if the Eagles were a 30-point better side in the first half or the Sharks were just really, really, really bad. 
Um, and they yeah, probably they're, 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 and coming home with a wet sail. You know, they probably should have won that game in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, a poor a poor uh, decision on a pass uh, was the difference between them actually scoring and, and not. Um, I said on on Thursday that I thought the Sea Eagles with a start. Um, were the right way through this game and the Sharks could probably end up with a win. It's just amazing that the Seagulls have such a good record at Shark Park of all places. You know, that's now 11 of their last 14 at the at the ground that they've won. Uh, they had a couple of things go their right way that ended up with two early tries. The Sharks were absolutely flat. They just mentally weren't there. Um, and then, you know, they'd be down... As convincingly as they were at half time, I'm I'm sure they got an absolute rev up at half time. Uh, much much better, a uh, bit more free flowing with the ball. But I also thought the Eagles then dropped away considerably into the second half. You know, very questionable what level of quality or form comes out of this game. I don't know that there's a lot. Uh, importantly, it gives the Seagulls a win. Importantly, it also gives the Sharks a loss. It's sort of. Um, throws open what might happen with the Sharks run home. And I think they can squeak in and still remain in the eight. The problem is, uh, I think mentally, they're in a bad spot at the moment. They now go to Penrith Park this week where they're going to be 14 to 16-point underdogs. I'm sure that they get left. Uh, and I just don't know mentally if they can hold up. There are you know three games that they can win in the run home, which would mean that they finish eighth, but then they're only making up the numbers, aren't they? So, question mark there. Seagulls get a little bit to cheer about. They go down to Wollongong this weekend. They play the Dragons. Their record down there is horrendous. They've got a, a slight hope of maybe challenging for eighth spot, but again, their form is a little in and out. But the really good thing out of this one, Steve, is we end up picking up the anytime try scorer. So a nice way to yes. finish Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well done on that. Great call. Um, into next week, we spoke about the ladder on Friday, so we're up to date on that. No real changes there. Um, we've got some. We've got some cracking games. I mean, the Roosters have to keep winning. They got the Broncos at Suncorp Thursday night. Uh, second game. Sorry, Thursday night. Yep. Uh, second game. How many points are the Rabbitohs going to put on the Tigers on Friday night? into the Storm versus Eels down at Amy, and the Storm have to bounce back. Uh, you put the black line through the Eels, they're gone. Um, Adam O'Brien hanging on, play the Raiders uh, down in Canberra, Saturday Arvo, that will be a good game. That's a, that's a very tricky game, and the Knights' long-term record in Canberra is very poor, So, uh, and we know that the Raiders can squeak home a win at home, but as a favourite there, uh, a bit of a struggle. That's that's a really interesting game. You know, can the Seagulls win down at the Gong? The Panthers will lap the Sharks. Uh, I think the Dolphins probably beat the Bulldogs, and then the Cowboys beat the Titans. But there's at least three or four games that have an impact on positions in the eight and what unfolds moving forward. Yeah, Cowboys Titans. That might. I mean, if the Titans don't bounce back, they're probably gone, aren't they? After if they get beaten on the weekend. Dolphins, Bulldogs, but, not much. Uh, that's not really going to have much impact. Panthers, yep. Yeah. I think that really interesting one's Thursday night. The Broncos, Roosters. I mean, I expect the Broncos certainly win. Um, I, what I'm looking for is uh, how far they win, what sort of quality. Um, you know, I, I think that Roosters, yes, they've got to bounce back when it gets the Titans, but gee, um, I don't think there's much form or quality out of that. So, 
I'd expect that the Broncos are in a healthy position there. But, yeah, a couple of other very interesting games. That Storm Eels and that Raiders Night certainly have a bit of bearing on quality form and who ends up picking up the points out of the weekend. Righto. Well, we'll catch you on Thursday for the preview uh, captain's run into the weekend. Um, I don't know. Can you see an upset there, just, Jared, early in the week? Can we... Can we see the Roosters? Uh, gee, is that a bit hopeful? Can we see the Dragons, maybe? Uh, maybe Dragons, but gee, that, that effort against the Tigers wasn't all that flash. Uh, it might end up being eight favourites this weekend, Steve. Righto. Well, that'll fire, up, that'll fire up the tipping comp. Catch you on Thursday. Take care. See you, Mark. Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. (laughs)